Have you been looking for answers? Maybe you've tried to figure it out on your own. Have you ever felt defeated? Did you consider giving up? Maybe you needed some encouragement or a clear path to take. Today, we have a solution for you. It's personal. This podcast is designed to offer a different solution to you from a biblical perspective. We believe in spreading God's love, empowering you, and helping to uplift you through the Word of God. It's not about us. It's all about Him. This is how we figured out. It's personal. Stand Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40. Mm-hmm. If you have to say amen. Amen. So Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. Ye shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. Word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Urshas, you may be seated. And just for a little while this morning, as we get started, I want to use for a topic our obligations. Our obligations. This text coming from the Gospel of Matthew, which falls in the category of the Synoptic Gospels. Here in Matthew, he wrote to show Jesus Christ as the Messiah of Israel. Matthew gives us the fascinating scene of the opponents of Jesus working hard to embarrass him. But they were unsuccessful. And I stop by to tell you in life that it's something we have to watch with people. Because some people are only seeking to help us to embarrass ourselves. Satan wants us to embarrass ourselves. But we must be watchful and prayed up because scripture tells us in 1 Peter. He said, be alert and uh, sober mind. He said, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone whom he may devour. So young folks, watch your surroundings because the devil is seeking to put you around people that wants you to embarrass yourself. But this should give us hope and help us to see that even Jesus 
was tempted. But Jesus was able to perceive their wickedness. And here in the text, if we go back to verse 34, we see what the Pharisees had heard, how Jesus had hushed the Sadducees. And I must inform you something very important here is that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they normally hated one another. But here we see them together. Up to no good. Trying to get Jesus to embarrass himself. But why were they so concerned? Why were they wanting Jesus to embarrass himself? Well, I'm glad you asked. They were searching for reasons to somehow discredit Jesus before the people. In order to break his hold that he had on the people. Because if the people proclaimed Jesus to be the Messiah by rising up against the Roman authorities, do you know what would have happened? They would have lost their position. They would have lost their authority. They would have lost their esteem and their livelihood. People here that are in positions today, we need to be more concerned about pleasing God rather than holding a position. I'm talking about our obligation. But here in the crowd, there was a lawyer in the group that felt that he was crafty enough to get Jesus to slip up. But there was something about this lawyer that others did not know. This lawyer, this scribe, his heart had been touched by God. We see this because Mark tells us in Mark 12 and 28 that the man was present when Jesus was reasoning together with the Sadducees. And the lawyer perceived that Christ had answered them well. Not only that, but at the conclusion of his own discussion, Jesus said in Mark 12 and 34 that thou art not far from the kingdom of God. So although, yes, he was being put forward by the official body to challenge Christ. But personally, the spirit, the wisdom, the self-consciousness, the authority, something about Jesus has stirred his heart to wonder has stirred his heart to want to know more about Christ. Do you want to know more about Christ? Am I in the right place? Do you want to wonder about Christ? And that's what this man did. He wanted to know more about Christ. So Jesus used this occasion to teach man the greatest provision and duty of her life. Right. And that is 
four-letter word, which is love. So he asked Jesus, he said, Master, which is the great commandment of the law? Through time, the Jewish teachers had set up 600 commandments. No person could keep them all. So the question was often asked and discussed, which commandment? or commandments must be absolutely obeyed. They ask which ones are important and which ones are not. They ask can the failure to obey some be condoned or not. They ask which commandments are heavy and which ones are light. But two things about the tendency to count some of God's laws important and some not. The first thing is this. This was sin which James talked about in James 2 and 10. James said, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of them all. Not only that, but the second thing is Christ taught that some laws are all-inclusive and some are broader than others. So Matthew 20, 23 and 23 says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Jesus called them hypocrites. He said, For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and common and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Judgment, mercy, and faith. Jesus said, these are ye to have done and not leave to others undone. So what I'm saying is we may think in terms of supreme laws and lesser laws. We may think, well, if we break the lesser laws, we can be excused. But I hate to bust a bubble, but that thinking is false. And then just because you may deny some importance of some does not make them unimportant. But each law condemns us no matter how little value we place upon them. I'm talking about our obligation. So don't be looking through the Bible saying, well... I can do this, this is not that bad. Well, I don't need to do this, this bad. Don't, don't do that because that is sin. Young people, if you hang around folks and they say, well, man, that's not that bad. If the Bible talks about it, it's bad. But what did Jesus say? Jesus said, you shall love the Lord. Your God with all your heart, 
soul and with all your mind. Jesus said, this is the first and great commandment. What I'm doing today, I'm just laying the foundation. And now a foundation must be on love. So this is the foundation of all the law. And as well applies to the present day of grace. The word your in the scripture. Y'all see it. You shall love the Lord, your God. The word your is a personal relationship. It is not something that is
our hearts that Jesus spoke of. It causes us to devote ourselves to either good or bad. So Christ says we are to love God with all our heart. Basically what he's saying is we are to focus our heart, our affection, and our devotion upon God. We are to love God supreme. I love my wife. Ooh, baby, I love you. I love my daughter. Baby, I love you too. But we as a people must still love God supreme. And then Jesus talked about the soul. Our soul is man's breath and life or our consciousness. We are to love God with all the breath and consciousness. All the life and awareness that we have. We also should have our minds and our thoughts centered upon God. I used to tell people at Flint Hill, the choir and the people, the ministries I was over, look, I don't want you to please me. I want you to please God. I want to be blessed. I'm here to do God's will. Now everything I do may not be pleasing to you. But we are all here to please God. Can we give God some praise up in here? Because our minds, we, we have to watch our minds living in this world with TikTok. And, boy, I've been on TikTok just scrolling down, and you can get on TikTok at 8 o'clock in the morning. Next thing you know, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You're still on TikTok. <laughs> but young folks, we have to guard our minds. Yes, yes, with what we're listening to, turn on some amazing grace. Right. I know Big Boogie may sound good to you. <laughs> But turn on some amazing grace. I know, uh, what's her name? Nicki Minaj. May make you want to move sometimes. But turn on some, Lord, I need thee. And we need to learn to guard our hearts and our minds. Because Romans 12 and 2 says, and be not conformed to this word. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Philippians 4 and 8 says, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. Paul said, if there be any verse, and if there be any praise, he said, think on these things. I'm talking about our 
obligation. But then Jesus went on to say in verse 39, he said, and the second is like He said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Here, remember, the lawyer never asked about the second. He only asked about the first. Young people, now I understand why when I used to bring up things to my parents, they kept going on and on and on. They just followed the example of Jesus. Because just getting the answer that we asked for, that may be enough, but we need them just a little bit more talking to them. To help us to understand the full situation of what we are in. So here, Jesus, he kept on going. Because the first commandment cannot stand by itself. Well, somebody's saying, well, Reverend, what, what do you mean? Well, there must be a demonstration. There must be something done in order for love to be seen. There must be some actions taken in order for love to be understood. A profession of love without demonstration is in it. It is profession only. Love is not known without showing. Jesus is pointing out that love is an active experience. And love for God acts. It acts by showing and demonstrating itself. It is inaccurate and foolish for a person to say, I love God. And then be inactive doing nothing for God. Baby, what if I told you I love you? And I didn't show it. You wouldn't believe. I got some old husband and wives up in here. All my ladies, let, let me hear you. What if that man didn't show you that he loved you? My marriage started clapping her hands. <laughs> Wants us to love our neighbor. 
sir. Young man. All right. I know y'all be teacher. Make it play. Oh, baby, I love you, baby. Talk to him, man. Go ahead. Young folk, I know y'all want somebody to say, I love you. <laughs> but look, we better know what love is. Love is loving you, which means building you up. Love is loving you means no hands on you. Love is loving you meaning not tearing you down. So watch these men and watch these women and say, I love you. Because I'm not going to tell you, actions speak louder than words. Yes, God. John 13, 34, 35 says a new commandment. I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another and by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Yeah. And if ye have love one to another, that shows us that we are children of God. Yeah. But not only that, Romans 5 and 8 says, God commanded his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, yes, Christ, died. Christ died for us. Yes, but something is key in the scripture. Because it said, as you're set. Mm. There is a corrupt love. And there is a godly love. The corrupt love for self is wanting all the attention. The corrupt love for self is pushing yourself forward all the time. The corrupt love for self is insisting on having your own way. The corrupt love for self is demanding and wanting all of the recognition. The corrupt love for self is showing conceit and ignoring others. Corrupt love. Get that out of here. Corrupt love. But I also said this type of love causes us. It causes tension. Causes high blood pressure. But godly love. It esteems others better than themselves. Godly love thinks on the things for others. Godly love walks humbly before others. But somebody said, well, Reverend, how, how can I get this godly love? Well, I'm glad you asked. The godly love comes from knowing three things. 
The first thing is that we are the creation of God. God made me. You, I love myself just because God made me. Ain't nobody got to tell me nothing else. I love myself just because God made me. This one. The second one, the second one is I am the object of God's love. So not only did God make me, but number two, God loves me. Just to know I was made by God and God loved me in spite of all my mess causes me to love me. And the last one is that I am a trustee of God's gifts. God loved me. God made me. God loved me. And he gave me some gifts to be used by him. So I have all the tools to live. Why? Because God made me, God loved me, and he can use me. So if you've been down on yourself, I just thought better tell you, God made you, God loved you, and God gave you some gifts to be used by you. So you ought to tell yourself, I love myself. Ain't nobody got to tell me nothing. I love myself. You may not like the way I talk, but I love myself. You may not like the way I look, but I love myself. Sounds like I wouldn't get my haircut like that, but I love myself. It does not matter as long as God loves me. <laughs> I love myself. So once we understand our love, for ourselves. Once we understand how to have that godly love, once we understand that we don't need all that corrupt stuff in our lives because we need some healthy folks up in the air. Then we can properly love us the way that God wants us to. But we first got to get got to get ourselves in check. The ones that curse you, they must not love themselves. The ones that put you down, they must not love themselves. The ones that talk about you, they must not love themselves. So stop getting mad when people come against you. They must not love themselves. That's their problem. I tell my wife sometimes, everything, we ain't got to deal with everything. That's their problem. So stop taking up other folks' problems. Love yourself. And then, show that love to others. So what does this look like? It looks like a cook. McDonald's, Wiggins, at home, double checking the internal temperature of a hamburger. After someone says, Does that look all right to you? Why? Because that's 
If you was cooking the hamburger for yourself, it looks like a sales clerk calling over a more experienced colleague. When a customer asks a question he is not sure he knows the answer to, rather than just giving an answer that he thinks is right. Why? Because he will want that information for himself before buying something. It looks like a mechanic stripping apart a brake job that he just completed because he heard a strange noise. Why? Because that's something that he would do for himself if he was working on his own car. It looks like a businessman asking his colleagues, is it possible we're not taking her seriously enough because she's a woman, knowing that he will want his colleague to stand up for him when he's being misunderstood. So our obligations, we must learn to love God, but then also love ourselves. Because why? That's important for us to show love to the others. Because scripture said, love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus said, on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Here it shows us that love includes and embraces all the scriptures. Love embraces and includes all the scriptures. Why? Because God sent his only begotten son. Jesus Christ. To die for our sin. He hung on that old rugged cross. They laid him in a borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning. Jesus got up with all power in his hand. So spring your pope we must. Number one. Love God. Number two, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So find yourself love. You should just smile at yourself. Look in the mirror and say, Oh, girl, you boy, you so look good. Why? Because God made you. God loved you. And he gave you gifts to be used by him. Thank you for listening to this particular episode of It's Personal. We thank you for your continued support and pray that you leave empowered and encouraged to stay with God. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at It's Personal Ministries. Before we go, we would like to leave you with this word of comfort. It's not about us. It's all about him. This is where we realize it's personal. Until next time, God bless.